Tappers, what's up? It is the Friday edition of the Daily Tap. Hope you're doing well. We have a great show today. We are going to talk about the Marquette-Wisconsin rivalry breakdown. The big matchup, the matchup in Wisconsin. We're also going to do maybe a little rant about fan gatekeeping and some thoughts I have around that. And then lastly, we will give out some golden kegs for Bucks Raptors, even though it was not a pretty one. But if we're going to keep this up, we're going to keep this rolling. We've got to do it with the bad ones as well. But let's start with the Marquette-Wisconsin rivalry. The game gets renewed on Saturday, 11.30, Fox. It will be at the Kohl Center. It will be Marquette's first true road game of the season. They've played on neutral court uh, for a couple of their games, but they've not played a true road game. The Wisconsin Badgers are absolutely rolling. Even though they won a maybe less than stellar field in the Maui, they still beat some quality opponents. That St. Mary's team they just beat, uh, went into Utah State tonight and took care of business against the Yagies. That is not a good, easy place to win. St. Mary's likely a tourney team. Houston for sure a tourney team. I don't know about Texas A&M, which is, again, Buzz Williams just being Buzz Williams. But I'm not going to take a shot at Buzz here. Marquette has also been rolling. Marquette's been feeling good. They're 7-1. and one. They've had some big wins against the likes of West Virginia, Illinois, and Old Miss. So they are feeling good in their own right. Um, but I would say that Wisconsin has a little bit of the edge when it comes to who is hotter. Uh, the Badgers just seem to be playing really good basketball right now. And I have to think it ca- caught a lot of people off guard. It certainly caught me off guard. I thought we were going to have more of a rebuilding year for Wisconsin. But in fact, they're, they look like a team who A, could be a tournament contender and B, I don't know if they'll contend for the Big Ten title, but they're going to make life difficult for the likes of Michigan State, Purdue, Illinois, uh, and also a note on the Big Ten, like no one's really touching Purdue this year. Purdue Purdue looks incredible. I can't believe Purdue's going to be the number one rated team in the nation, but Purdue looks awesome. Ohio State, I thought, has looks really good too. Big Ten has been good in basketball really the last few years, and this is yet another year, even though the Big East has owned their ass in the Gavit games. And the Big East will get another attempt at a Big Ten team with Marquette playing Wisconsin. My biggest concern in this game is starting slow. Um, at Looking at it for Marquette, they have started slow in the last few games. They've gotten out of the gates. They're down 10 points. They are going to get blown out in one of these six games because they started slow. Mark my words. They have a December schedule from hell, which we can get to in a second here. But they're go- in one of these games, they're going to start slow, and it is going to bite them in the ass. At some point, Marquette needs to start off with a little bit of hot piss. Shout out to Matt LaFleur. They need to come out strong and firing and not necessarily, you know, look for bad shots and make sure buckets go in. It's just getting to the lane, getting those layups, finding the open three and starting it up early because they start up early. They can give a cushion for runs. It will be very loud in that Kohl Center. The Kohl Center is going to be rocking. Marquette and Wisconsin did not get to play in front of fans last year 
Justin Lewis had an incredible tip-in to knock off number four Wisconsin at the time, which was completely unexpected. Uh, Wisconsin at that point was seen as a team who could be a Final Four contender. Obviously, things went off the rails for Wisconsin last season, um, but at the time, we all thought Wisconsin was going to be pretty good. So Badger are going to be out for revenge. There are a couple guys who are on that team, Johnny Davis, Brad Davidson, uh, who remember what happened in that one. And Johnny Davis has taken his game to another level. I watched Johnny Davis last year in that game, the Marquette game, and in others, and I was like, wow, this kid is a fucking stud. Like, you you just see it. You know that this guy is going to be one of the better players that Wisconsin has produced in the last few years. And that scares me a bit. Now, size-wise, I do think Daryl Morsell can guard him and put him in the clamps. I think Morsell, even though he's been more of a scorer, falling off of late, Morsell needs to go back to his roots. Morsell needs to be that def- defensive lockdown player. He knows this Wisconsin offense. He's faced it. I think that will help with some of the other guys that he can help sort of explain it, walk it through. It's a unique offense. It can get you into some trouble, but definitely think that Marcel's going to lock up Johnny Davis or at least try. Uh, Johnny, like I said, I think is really good and I think he has a bright, bright future. Tyler Kolarik versus Brad Davidson is one of my favorite matchups of this game. Uh, I look at that and say there has to be a fight coming at some point. Cleric doesn't put up with any shit. Davidson, obviously, you know the thing. Um, But there's going to be something there that, that will lead to a little bit of a brawl. Those are two gritty junkyard dogs. Yes, I'm going to use a couple Caucasian basketball players, some perlatives, but it, it makes sense. Uh, Davidson getting going against Georgia Tech on Wednesday night was a blessing, I think, for Marquette. Because Davidson is the best when he is playing within the offense and when Davidson doesn't think he's Steph Curry and making the right passes, making the right decisions. Sometimes Davidson forces shots and when he forces shots, that's the best version of Wisconsin's offense. If you can get Brad Davidson into forcing buckets, forcing three-point attempts, that is where you're going to win basketball games. I'm very concerned about Wisconsin size. That used to always be an issue when Marquette and Wisconsin got together and played. It is an issue again this year. You got the guys like Stephen Crawl and Tyler Wall really going up against Justin Lewis, uh, Kirk Huth, and also, I'm not going to try to pronounce the Desert Bears last name. Uh, EG, oh, I'm not even going to try. I, I thought about it. I'm not going to. I just look at that and I know Kerr has been pretty good and it can be a shot blocker, but I just see a lot of foul trouble. It's going to really come down to how this is officiated. I hope it's loose. I hope they let these guys play. This should be a physical game. This is a rivalry game. Let the kids play. But then I see the shit that happened in the St. Mary's Utah State game where the refs basically decided the game is absolutely garbage. I can never trust college officials to do the right thing. I do think the crowd for Wisconsin will help favor the home team. I'm not building an excuse or anything like that. I just know how basketball works. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand this this kind of thing. The question here becomes, can can Marquette actually pull off yet another upset? Ken Palm projects it to be about a nine-point victory to Wisconsin. So I would imagine the spread will be somewhere seven to nine. I will tell you right now, I will not be betting on that game. If anything, I might look at the under 
That, to me, seems more logical in this one. Both teams have played really good defense to start the year. It could be a rock fight. I know Wisconsin would want it to be a rock fight, but I actually think Marquette would be fine with it, too. I think if Marquette has it as a rock fight, they can come up with big shots. They've been there before in those big moments. And also, it's really important that Marquette just kind of holds their water if they have a lead late um, because... We saw with Duke, right? And I know like Duke and Marquette are on totally different stratospheres. But Duke had a lead for against Ohio State pretty much the entire game. And then Ohio State at the end just kind of kept coming back and riding that crowd momentum. The Badger or Marquette, if they have that, need to avoid that happening with Wisconsin. So I think for Marquette, it really comes down to starting fast. Daryl Marcel on the defensive end and then contributing a little bit offensively. More Oso, I think the Desert Bear deserves to be starting. I'll be interested to see if he starts and Kirk Huth comes off the bench because I think Oso should be that guy in the middle. Um, I also need to have Marquette make some threes. If Marquette makes some threes, they might be in a good position to win this game. But I do not feel very confident in it. I would predict Wisconsin winning this one uh, just based on it's the first true road game for Marquette. And I don't really like those spots. When I'm gambling, when I'm looking at teams and I say, all right, like I took Utah State tonight. And I looked at it and said, all right, this is St. Mary's first true road game. That's never easy, especially if you're a young team. Now, St. Mary's was a young team, wasn't a young team. So if I nitpicked that bet, I probably could have said, all right, yeah, that's, that's not a great decision. But with the Marquette Golden Eagles, like they are in the... 300s in terms of experience. This is going to be a whole new world. It's really important they start off strong. If they start off strong, they have a chance. And if Marquette is within six at halftime, they have a shot to win the win the basketball game. And we've been surprised by Marquette before. And hopefully, this can be another version. And this does start the December from hell. Uh, as I said, Krampus would not even advocate for something like this. Marquette plays Wisconsin, then they go to K-State for another true home road game, which maybe Marquette has a better shot in that one because it is their second true road game. And then after that, they welcome UCLA to town, UCLA, a top 10 team. And then Xavier on the road, Cintas Center, never easy. Connecticut at home, and then on the road to play St. John's. That is really, really fucking tough. Creighton Providence aren't that easy after it, but those are at least at home. Marquette's going to be lucky to get three wins. I will have wood, like consistent wood. It will call a fucking doctor because it's been four hours if Marquette has three wins in this, this period. It's just so hard to see it. It's so hard to see them getting it done with three. Wisconsin would be a great one to kind of give that buffer space to kind of be like, all right, we win this game. At least we have one in the books. At least we have one, one markdown where we can say that is a win. And if you can get up to three, and I'm not saying they're going to run the table this week and beat Wisconsin, Kansas State, UCLA, but if they could at least get one, then at least you can say, all right, every week, let's try to get one. Let's try to get one. And the Kansas State one, I think they have a, a good chance. I think Kansas State is not necessarily the team that I maybe people are making them out to be. Um, they have 
no real big wins. They've just beat cupcakes. And then when they faced a good team like an Arkansas or Illinois, they've lost by eight points. So I, I don't know really what to believe with the Kansas State Wildcats. But that's not what we're focusing on. It is Wisconsin. And it's going to suck to lose if the Badgers do end up coming up on top. I hear a lot of shit from people who just become Badger fans that day. But this will curtail nicely to our fan gatekeeping conversation. And I hope and pray that Marquette can win. It's always fun to beat Wisconsin. Marquette's won five out of the last seven. Uh, This will be six out of eight if Marquette can do it. It's pretty much the longest stretch of success that a team has had in this rivalry since the late 90s, early 2000s when Wisconsin won four straight. Uh, Those were the Tony, or not Tony, Dick, Bennett days. So hopefully Marquette can get it done, but I think it's going uh, Wisconsin's way in this one in Shaka Smart's homecoming. Let's talk a little bit about fan gatekeeping. I saw something from Crack Sidewalks, and I love their blog, right? Like, those guys do such a good job. Alan is a master with the tournament stuff and some other insights. Like, I have nothing but respect for those guys, all right? Like, I have nothing but respect. I do, okay? Just want to get that out there. Because the leader, who I think is Todd, said something about how you should never cheer for, he calls it UW-Madison. You should never cheer for Wisconsin. And you should never really be a fan of the Badgers in any way, shape, or form. couple things here. Number one, for those who graduated from Marquette, I think that is absolutely true. There is a real rivalry between Marquette students and Wisconsin students. My wife went to Marquette. She does not cheer for anything related to Wisconsin. She was a good soldier, went to a Wisconsin-Iowa game with me and my guy Doze and his wife, um, but she's not a Badger fan in any way, shape, or form. It's just not her thing, all right? And that's how it is, and she hates Wisconsin. And she likes giving her friends shit about it and it, the whole thing. And I know other people like that. My guys, John, Sam, they, they're like that too, all right? So like... That is something that as a alum, as a student, yes, that's how it goes. But the outside world is very different. And that's where I get the fan gatekeeping stuff. I hate people telling others how they should fan. If you want to be a pessimistic fan, and I've had to work on this with Mitch, because Mitch, God bless his soul, love Mitch to death. He's my podcast partner for those who are unfamiliar. He is still a fucking pessimist with the Bucs. Loves the Bucs. It's his team. It's number one. But he's still such a pessimist. Even though we have a championship. Old habits die hard. It's crazy. But I've done a lot better job as I've gotten older to not let Mitch like say, why aren't you optimistic? Like Sometimes I got to rein it in. But I really don't want to tell people how to fan. My guy Eric hates like the Packer front office and the Brewer front office and does like what the Bucks have done. But again, like I'm not going to change Eric's opinion on this. Eric can be a fan that way. I don't think that's an enjoyable way to do sports, but that's his fucking choice. So getting back to what Todd said, yeah, 
if you're a student, it's a little weird to cheer for Wisconsin. It's a little weird to have the Badger numbers, Badger whatever, all right? But if you are a just normal person like myself, do whatever the fuck you want, all right? Do whatever you want. If you want to cheer for Marquette in the winter because your dad went there and you grew up on Marquette basketball, but also your dad, and maybe I guess he's an asshole, really liked watching Badger football with you and hope that you might be able to play Badger football because there's only one Division I football program and you weren't that good at basketball, even though you thought maybe at age six or seven, you could go to North Carolina. That was quite the pipe dream. But seriously, I looked up to that Badger football team when I was an offensive lineman because I wanted to be like Joe Thomas. There's no version of Joe Thomas at Marquette. But apparently that makes me a bad Marquette fan. Apparently I am not a Marquette fan because I cheer for Badger football. Holy fuck. In a lot of ways, it makes Marquette fans sound like insecure pussies. I'll say that. I, I, I don't need to say it again. I want to say it again because I want to scream it from the rooftops. Who gives a flying fuck what other people do with their fandom? Let people fan the way they want because that's what sports is all about. All right? There are fucking weirdos who cheer for the Brewers and the Cubs. Those people are serial killers. All right? That's weird. Those are rivals. Yes, Marquette and Wisconsin are rivals, but they're not in the same fucking conference. And they don't play football together. If Marquette was in Conference USA, throwback, or they were in the American in terms of football, totally different story. It is. And you're like, Charlie, why? Because football rules the fucking world. It's the most popular sport in America. Ohio State, Michigan got a higher rating than any Bucks and Suns game. I'm sorry. These are the rules. I do not make that up. All right? So the idea that you cannot cheer for Wisconsin is so fucking stupid. Yeah, you don't want to cheer for the Badger basketball team. You'd like to see them not do well. I have friends that root vehemently against the Badgers. I will say that my anti-Badger hate got sucked out of me a little bit when I went up to Eau Claire. Because you go up to Eau Claire, speaking of fandom, fan-gating, all this shit, you go up to Eau Claire and most people who are not from the little southeast corner here, they cheer for both teams. I cheer for Marquette and Wisconsin. I hope they do well. When they play each other, I cheer for Wisconsin. I cannot tell you how many times I heard that when I was up in the Northwest. No one gave a fuck about that rivalry. It is a very small section of the state that cares. They, they want to watch. It's a fascinating thing. It's a There's a pride factor in this game for the state of Wisconsin. But a lot of people do not feel the same way. So I'm sorry. No one's going to get all on board with this almost cult-like mindset of you have to only cheer for Marquette. It's just weird, man. Just be your own person. Do whatever you want. I talked about it. I talked about how my relationship with college football is weird. And you know what the fucked up thing? I keep reading on like Reddit threads like, what's a good college football podcast? What's that? 
So I'm like, should I just go all in on college football? And if I did, it would be much more on the Badgers. And I know I feel uncomfortable talking about the Badgers because I know I have people that follow me who are more on the side of anti-Badger everything. And so it makes me feel weird at times. Honestly, it makes me feel insecure. Because I'm like, what would those guys think? Because I respect the hell out of them. Even though I said some mean words, I think you can disagree and also still respect somebody. We, we lose sight of that. We've lost sight of that for years, but that's a, another tangent for another time. But I get insecure about a lot of that because I feel like I'm being judged. Even though they probably don't give a fuck or they probably don't even watch it or they probably don't even see it. No one's asked me about it. So again, I respect those dudes. They do a really good job. They have done a really good job with building the Marquette community on social media. But I will say this, cheer however the hell you want to. And if you're curious, if the Badgers would have played in the the Big Ten title game, I would have probably had to do a review. I would have. I I couldn't just leave that alone. I mean, the Bucs are playing at the same time, so maybe I pivot to the Bucs. But it would really come down to what happens in the game. If Wisconsin knocked off Michigan, I'd have to talk about it. I couldn't avoid it. I run a sports blog for the state of Wisconsin. And, and look, if I had time, I'd probably cover Wisconsin basketball. But I don't. And that's where I've talked about that a couple times before but there's an open invite man there's an open invite to do a college basketball thing with us and i would love somebody to take over and do some wisconsin stuff even though i'm not a fan of that team i still would like it i think it would be good i think there would be good banter i think you know we could do week like i just need to find either a i need to find that person or b that person needs to come to me because I, I do think there is an avenue there. So you know somebody, hit me up, social media, Tab in the Keg, Tab in the Keg Sports on the other social channels. Hopefully we all can enjoy it. Hopefully we all can have fun. There will be a game review. Don't worry, of course. Um, which I am in a tough spot. Speaking of that, just really quick before I go to the Bucks and the Golden Kegs. I have the Santa rampage thing. We're all dressed as Santas. Um, I'm sure my review is going to look fucking funny. But I also am in a situation where we could be going to Lakefront around 1130. And Lakefront does not have TVs, if I recall. I do not think Lakefront puts on any TVs. So that would mean that I would have to stream the game. Now, what that would mean is I'd have like no battery on my phone because I'd be wanting to watch Marquette and Wisconsin. I don't really know exactly where where that goes because it's a big event for my wife and her family. What I really am curious is her sister's, or well, now my sister-in-law, I guess. It's weird to say, but yeah, my sister-in-law's uh, boyfriend, he's a huge Oklahoma State fan. He went to Oklahoma State. They play Baylor at about the same time. And him and I are pretty cool, so I, I'm sure we'll work out something where it's going to be like, yeah, Mirzad and I are just going to go to the bar and watch those two games. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Probably going to piss the people off, but that's all right. I'll deal with the doghouse uh, when I get my Christmas tree on Sunday. 
Let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's get out some golden kegs and let's get the hell out of here, okay? Milwaukee Bucks fell to the Toronto Raptors. I want to keep calling them Tampa Bay. I don't know why. Like, they they were there for a year. They weren't called the Tampa Bay Raptors when they were there. Whatever. Uh, But the Toronto Raptors beat us 97 to 93. It's never fun to lose the Raptors. Although this is a shell of what the Raptors used to be. Giannis felt gimpy with a calf injury. Uh, He's sitting out. They probably are exhibiting a ton of precaution because it's early December. Hopefully Giannis can be out there for the Miami game on Saturday. If he's not, we have really lost its luster and it's probably going to be the first to 85 in that game. Milwaukee Bucks could not rebound in this one at all. Uh, Really struggled on the glass. Uh, Presho Chua and Pascal Siakam ate up the Bucks. Um, really saw not having Giannis, not having Bobby, or Bobby was there, but barely, and having no Boogie Cousins, no Brooke Lopez, Brooke obviously getting surgery, which we can talk about real quickly. I, I think it's what we expected, right? Like we saw this all coming, that Brooke Lopez was in pain, wasn't good, and that this was a lot bigger than just, oh, he has a sore back. So hopefully we can get Brooke back after the All-Star break or at least know his status heading into the trade deadline. I have a feeling Mitch and I will be doing some topics around how do the Bucks improve their interior maybe next week um, after this news that broke. So stay tuned there. But yes, the Bucks fall falling tonight. You know, it's it's tough. Uh, we, we, we would have talked about the Hornets if I did a podcast. thought that was a really great win for Milwaukee. They came down from 18 could have been a lot of air out of tires and then suddenly knowing Giannis isn't there with a game plan that had Giannis built into it really throws some things off. So I'm going to shake this one off. It's not a big deal. Let's hand out some golden kegs. For those who are unfamiliar, the golden keg was between Marquette and Milwaukee's football teams. They had the golden keg. They gave it out to the team that won. And that's one of the greatest rivalry trophies that has ever existed. Um, There's a backstory around the Cottom family and the Eastsider, but we don't have time for that today. The Golden Kegs go from three to one. It's like hockey. You know, they have three stars, two stars, one star. This is how it goes. It's a little different than star ratings because the one keg is still somebody who played all right. It's not somebody who played bad. And it's all Milwaukee-based, and that's it. Three kegs, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday had a really good game in this one. It felt like it was Drew and everybody else. He really stepped up to the plate when Milwaukee needed him to with 26 points for the point guard. He also had six rebounds and eight assists. He did have five turnovers. Uh, Toronto's really good at turning the ball over. I think the other positive sign for Holiday is he's making threes. Uh, That has been a welcome development for Drew in the last few games. Um, So to see that stay up is really encouraging moving forward. Uh, Holiday being more of an offensive threat has been an encouragement going forward. Uh, His last few games have been really good. Discounting the Charlotte game where he only had 11, he's had 20 points in three of his last five games. Um, He's also filling up the stat sheets with assists, with rebounds. Uh, You just love to see it. And I think Drew is kind of playing himself back into shape. I would say he's almost there. Um, He's not entirely there, but I would say he's almost there in terms of playing his way back into shape. 
Two-star was really hard to find a two-star here in this one, or two-keg, excuse me. Uh, the two-kegs uh, for this one, I'm going to go with Mamu. Uh, I know they got bounced on the boards. He still grabbed 10 rebounds. He grabbed six offensive ones. He scored eight points. For a guy that got called up, for a guy that played yesterday, for him to contribute the way he did with 23 minutes is pretty good. Uh, definitely unexpected for him, and he got off the mat. And I think with Mamu... It's just a matter of time before it all clicks for him. It's going to take a little bit. He's an older guy. I understand that. But I do think he's going to have a role in the playoffs. I don't know what it is, but there will be a role for Mamu in the playoffs because I think he has all the talent to really be successful for Milwaukee. I think it was a great pick from John Horst, and I do think it will work out. The last keg, the one keg goes to Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton started off very slow. He had four points at halftime. He finished with 22. Uh, he also grabbed eight rebounds, um, and it was limited turnover-wise with only three. Uh, look, Mids did what he could to bring back Milwaukee. Um, he had some really nice moments. Uh, was guarded against Scotty Barnes, and Scotty Barnes is already getting renowned as one of the top defenders, and he's only played about a month. Uh, Middleton did really good on him in the second half, made some really good adjustments to his game, what he needed to do, and that's just Chris Middleton. That's exactly what we'd expect from Chris Middleton. Uh, so he takes home the one keg to recap, three kegs going to Drew Holiday, two kegs to Mamu, one keg to Chris Middleton. No real honorable mentions. I think it's the honorable mention really is Giannis. Is he actually hurt? Is he not? Waiting on bated breath with that calf injury. I hope it's just a tweak or Giannis deciding, eh, I don't really feel like fucking playing today. Just call it a calf injury. I'll be back Saturday. We'll see. Well, let's hope the Greek freak gets back. Let's hope the Bucks can beat the Heat. Let's hope Marquette can beat Wisconsin. We'll be back. I, I, I don't have time to do a Sunday pod, but I really wanted to do a Sunday pod. We'll be back Monday. We'll recap uh, Badgers, Golden Eagles. We'll talk about the... One thing we didn't do was talk about the MLB, the Hunter Renfro deal, which I loved. I'm a little behind on that. Uh, We will do probably some lockout talk sometime next week. Um, Obviously getting ready for Packers-Bears. And we'll look back at what happened in the NFC on Sunday. Um, because I think that's always a fun thing to see how things helped or hurt the Packers. All right, that does it for today's show. We'll be back on Monday. See you guys. Bye.